Welcome to The Growth Connection, a podcast to help us all look forward to this year with a growth mindset. We'll feature interviews with CMI's elite roster of experts in the areas of diversity, leadership, the future, mentorship, performance, teamwork, and inspiration. On today's show, John Gucci Foley. On the Blue Angels, you know, we yep. had a, an ethos of glad to be here, but also an ethos of operational excellence that allowed you to get better every single day. We're constantly trying to get better, building trust, building teamwork. People think that, well, after I increase performance, then I'll be happy. It's actually just the, the other way around. So here we are with the first edition of the Growth Connection. Uh, it's a series of interviews designed to help us all look forward uh, to this new year with a growth mindset. I'm joined today by John Gucci Foley. Welcome, John. Karen, glad to be here. Such an honor. Ah, glad to have you here. So, okay, first of all, this call sign named Gucci, ah. where did this thing come from? Well, here's the thing with call signs. So all fighter pilots, we get call signs, but here's the key. You don't get to pick it. And if you like it, it doesn't stick. So one day <laughs> I was uh, with my uh, team and we were, we were about to go out and I showed up with this thin black leather tie on. Now that wasn't even cool in the eighties, right, Karen? <laughs> And uh, all my buddies looked at me and they go, what is that? That's Gucci. Well, no fighter pilot wants Gucci. You want Hitman, Viper, Iceman, you know, something cool. But it didn't help. I was living on a sailboat and driving an Alfa Romeo at the time too. So it's stuck. Oh, it's done. And it's stuck. So my one of my all-time favorite movies is Top Gun. Uh, And of course, you know, Maverick, uh, Goose, they're my most favorite characters of the whole movie. So um, when I when when we were talking about, you know, how you got your call sign Gucci, I'm thinking, okay, so how did they choose, say, Maverick or Goose or whatever? So from your perspective, it's if you don't like it, it sticks. Yeah, it's a little of both. Well, you know, I actually did some of the real flying in that movie, Top Gun. I'm not sure if, right, if you knew right. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was on the Carrier Enterprise. And so I got to meet, you know, Tom Cruise and Val Kimler. And um, cool. so Hollywood did a great job, by the way, of capturing the air-to-air scenes. It was incredible. You know, I, I did some of the flying. My teammates did some of the flying. Uh, but I think what was really powerful was the um, they captured the essence a little bit of that competitiveness. And so that's yeah. what you're getting in those call signs. You know, Iceman yeah. Yeah. is right. uh, the far, you know, right hand, you know, very cold and calculated. And Mavericks, you know, kind of on the edge, you know, pushing the limits. And, and reality is it's somewhere in between, right? Uh-huh. But uh, yeah. call signs, yeah. yeah, they come up in all different shapes and sizes. Hey, and by the way, when this podcast comes out, I know it's coming out in 21, uh, yeah. we'll see Top Gun Mavericks going to be hitting the, uh, the theaters probably late in the year. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great flying footage. My buddies have been oh. doing the flying and uh, it's incredible stuff. You're going to really like it. Oh, man, man. It was just so great. And, you know, I, I'm female, right? I'm a woman. <laughs> However, it doesn't mean that uh, that we as women don't get excited about uh, that sense of competition, that sense of accomplishment. So I'm very excited about that, that movie coming out. Um, OK, so I'm sitting here with a very accomplished individual, John. Uh, you're a former Blue Angel. Uh, before that, you were an instructor pilot, uh, a top 10 carrier pilot, plus you got a degree in mechanical engineering, and you have three master's degrees, two of which are from Stanford. 
So you obviously have a thirst for knowledge, for learning, for growing. Yeah. Where does that come from? Any idea where that's come from for you? I think for me, it's always been part of, of my ethos. I think it came from my parents and the upbringing, you know, always trying to, to get better, right? And, uh, yeah. and do the best you can and, and accomplish something in a give back way. And that's where I've got a new mantra now. It's called give, learn, grow. And I, I got to be honest with you, I used to call it learn, grow, give. And then I okay. realized that actually the essence is to give first, like we're doing right now, just giving uh, what we can, sharing with the audience, hopefully uh, being able to give them something of value, right? And uh, so I realized that giving is first. And I do that with, of course, in all the all the engagements we have. It's just give as much as you can. But then you're yeah. constantly learning. And I think that thirst has always been there. And it really was strong on the Blue Angels. You know, we, we yep. had a, a, a an ethos of glad to be here, which means we're grateful. So we're really try and put out this positive energy, but also an ethos of operational excellence that allowed you to get better every single day. We're constantly trying to get better, building trust, building teamwork. And I think that that's always been a part of, of who I am. I mean, the, this whole Zoom, this last year has been a great mm -hmm. experience of learning and growing. And what we found is we're actually able to impact clients at even a deeper level, a more intimate level. Yeah, yeah, you've really adopted this whole uh, virtual space that we're in in terms of finding ways to help your clients to deal with some of the disruptive pressures that they've been under all year. Yeah. And it's probably not going to probably not going to end into 2021. I think disruption's here to stay forever, major disruption. And so as a result, uh, we need to find very different and unique ways to communicate with each other and, you know, leaders with their employees, et cetera. So you've really been sort of one of the leaders in the space to, to do a great job of, of converting to the virtual world. Tell us a little bit about what that took for you, you know, since learning is one of your piece yeah. of your mantra, what did that take for you? Well, first off, it's listening, right? It's listening to, you know, the, the customers and finding out what yeah. do they need, right? And if you remember when it first happened, we weren't sure. Everybody was trying to yeah. pivot, yeah. you know, and all this. Yep. Uh, but it became yep. very clear that people needed connection. And that's why I like what you call growth connection, right? Uh, before you can grow, you got to connect, right? And so, uh, especially virtually with people, you know, some companies, most companies being remote, but a lot having hybrid cases. And I found that that's what people were asking the most of. How do I get my people to stay connected? How do I keep them inspired? Right. How do I keep right. them not just motivated, but, you know, feeling positive when there's all these challenges around us? So, so that yeah. was number one. But what I liked is that most clients, if, if that was it, that would, would have been fine. But what we realized is that it's not enough just to connect. We got to align everybody. We have to look at the glasses being half full, not half empty. And so how do you do that? Well, you got to paint a metaphor and you got to connect people that, you know, these, uh, these new tools we have that allow mm -hmm. us to go into breakout rooms, that allow us to do these beautiful word clouds, allows us to do surveys, allows the interaction that, you know, people come out of these um, meetings more inspired and more pumped up, but also with a clear action plan. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned um, uh, connect and alignment uh, in a recent tweet that you did it was just a day or so ago. Um, you talked about seeing something, seeing things from a different perspective, yeah. which gives you greater context. And then that context gives you greater understanding of how things connect. Yeah. And then from that alignment grows 
And that makes you, that causes you to pay less attention to the insignificant things, which allows you to become more strategic. Now, holy moly, there's a lot to unpack in there. I'd like us to unpack that. So I know you talk a lot about connect, align, commit when you're presenting and with your clients and you're doing training and advisory work. Yeah. How does this, what you tweeted about, you know, the different perspective gives you greater context. Let's start there. Um, Let's unpack that out. Yeah, well, it's 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 what you do. It's how you build trust and teamwork, and then the commitments get you whatever we're trying to achieve, right? Which is taking care of our people first, taking care of the customers, making a difference in people's lives. And um, what I learned was there's a lot of science behind having this glad to be here or positive state of mind. It turns out, Karen, that when you're in a grateful state of mind, it lights up the area of your brain. Okay, where your observations come from, how you perceive the world. Now, then also when you're in a generous state of mind, so you're giving, you're sharing with people, right? It lights up the area of your brain where self-esteem comes from. So Mm -hmm. here's what's powerful. When you connect those two dots, when you're in a grateful state of mind and a generous state of mind, you will see things others don't see. And you have the confidence to take the action. That's innovation. That's creativity. That's seeing a glass as half full, not half empty. And so it's amazing when you can get people, not just, you know, myself, when you can get a whole organization to take on that mindset. It's amazing what can happen. So, you know, gratefulness is is something I've I've heard of for for a long time. Lots of us have heard about having a grateful mindset. Um, But there's a lot of people that are probably pretty fearful, right? You know, even, you know, going into 2021, there's a lot of fear. So um, how do you connect that dot between, my gosh, how the heck can I be grateful when I'm scared? Right. You know, I'm just scared. Well, I like to make a distinction because you're absolutely right. The biggest challenge we have and the biggest, call it an enemy out there, is not the coronavirus. It's fear. It's what you just mm. said. It's fear mm. itself. And uh, and so how do you overcome the fear that, by the way, I think is, is natural. It's okay to feel fear. I actually, to flip it though, I say that I'm scared but never afraid. And this is a subtle point that that's a big difference. See, to me, scared is awareness. All right. It's those little hairs that stand on the back of your neck. It says, let's wear our PPE equipment. Let's take the precautions we're supposed to. I mean, companies are doing that. They know that. Right. But how do you deal with the fear in an, in an individual's heart? Right. And right. Uh, actually the, the antidote for fear is joyful effort. Most people would have no idea that, but it, it's it's having a joyful effort. Uh, you watch, you will overcome that fear. And so with, with me, you know, whether it was flying jets off aircraft carriers or flying the angels, or more importantly, you know, what I've done after the military, you know, like you right, said, right. Stanford Business School, worked with now over a thousand companies, and you get to see this at a real level, right? Um, right. And what you can see is that, you know, we can show and analogies and give people the inspiration, but more importantly, the tools to overcome their own fear. And one of them is being scared. So again, uh, what I mean by that is you don't walk down a dark alley late at night. You don't right. blow off things, right? You, you, you're aware of it. You increase your awareness. And with that awareness, what you want to do and what companies are asking for is alignment, right? Let's get our right. people aligned right. because there's right. so many distractions out there and there's yep. so much things that are going to pull us away. So if we can, if we can get them connected and align, then what we want to do is be very strategic 
And what's the commitments we want to make? And I call those high trust contracts, by the way. And those are verbal okay. and nonverbal. And with those high trust contracts, bam, you get some, some great operational excellence, execution. So how do you create those high trust contracts? I'm yeah. assuming they could, how, how do you do that? Well, we do it. We do it right here in the Zoom rooms. We are the breakout rooms. We do it right here in the virtual way is you get people to number one, lay it on the table. I, I have what I call five dynamics that create mm-hmm. a high trust environment. Okay. First is you got to have a safe environment. And I, I'm not just talking physical safety. I mean, psychological safety. All right. Second is you want to uh, check your ego at the door. You know, I mean, we get to work with so many great people. There are so many yeah. amazing yeah. people and companies out there. Right. And so what, what, what I've noticed is that everybody is good. Let's just check our ego at the door. Cause this is about the, we, not the, I, this is about better together. So that's the second element. The third element is to lay it on the table. And that's just openness and honesty, Karen. It's, you know, it's, it's getting people in a room and saying, let's be open and honest about this. The fourth is ownership mentality. I like to call it an own it and fix it, which is really accountability, you know, but what okay. I've learned, and this is this is what's really critical, is it's not about accountability. If, if all you're working on is accountability, you're not a high performance team yet, because what you really want to have is personal responsibility. And when you have okay. personal responsibility, accountability and ownership becomes a given. And then I think the fifth and, and most important one is to have a glad to be here mindset, you know, that out of respect and gratitude and gratefulness. And what I found, Karen, is um that that works in, in every organization, in every vertical, whether it's, you know, healthcare, technology, manufacturing. I mean, it's about people and teams, right? And uh, yeah. that's yeah. what's making the difference. Yeah. I, um, you know, I've watched, obviously, I've watched uh, some footage, uh, footage of you doing a, a debriefing session, you call yes. them, I believe, a yeah. debriefing session with the Blue Angels. And then I've uh, had the honor to sit in on some of those debriefing sessions with uh, some clients lately. Yeah. And, you know, I've been thrilled to participate with you, uh, where you were saying, hey, my safety, that was my, my error, or whatever you would say. Um, that doesn't happen a lot, <laughs> you know, in, in uh, these kinds of environments when you're working with a client. So yeah, tell me what you feel that does by, by saying, Hey, personal responsibility, accountability, yeah. and my safety, meaning, Hey, I made a mistake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or there's things we could have done better, right? Or we could have done better. And that's what, well, we're always trying to give, right? Just give, give, give value. And I think the first thing is you got to come from a humble mindset, right? That humility. Right. So, uh, right. you know, you mentioned it with clients and the debriefs are so powerful right after an event, right? Uh, and so what what I've learned, Karen, is that first I, I, I paint the picture by showing a video. You've seen this in that blinds yeah. debriefing room. It's one thing to yeah. talk about it, but it's a whole nother thing to see it. And you viscerally yeah. can feel it, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's unique. And yeah. uh, I always do a, a breakout with them and talk about, you know, well, well how is that in, in your company and your relationships? Right. And, uh, and they get it, you know, people talk about those five dynamics. So then what we do is we actually implement them right after the event. I mean, right then and there, right. they get to right. see how quickly you can, um, you can implement this. And uh, it starts with an inward look for an outward right. result. That's why I always talk mm-hmm. about myself and what am I grateful for? Big picture. Uh, and it's such a such a blessing to work with so yeah. many individuals, right? And to be able to share and give back. Uh, and then I'm always looking to improve. And I thought the way to improve is number one, 
notice, is there anything you could have done better? And then just ask the client and they'll tell you. And uh, uh, it's, it, it allows us to get better for the next event. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And uh, you mentioned earlier that, you know, glad to be here. It seems to be um, uh, give, learn, grow is yeah. I think a mantra of yours, right? Yeah. But so does glad to be here. It's it's about better together. This is about yeah. leadership. This is about teamwork. And we are better, the more diverse, the more we embrace other people's ideas, the more we learn to listen and, uh, and, 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 care about each other, then all your processes, and your procedures work so much better. You reminded yourself how fortunate you were to be part of that team, just to be mm -hmm. selected. And if I think right. of all the companies we work with, and actually it's not, it's also the individuals, that's the secret sauce is just being grateful for the opportunities we have. Right. And, right, right. Uh, and that becomes the game changer because when you can instill a culture of glad to be here and it's not just words. Okay. And I think that's the essence that you're feeling is what I've noticed is it's an ethos. It's, it's the way to see the world. Right. It's about being uh, respectful, but also about challenging each other in a beautiful way. It's about appreciating others. Uh, it's about a growth mindset, you know, glad to be here and mixed in with this operational excellence. So you got to have a plan, got to process, right. And we show that um, when yeah. you, when you combine the two, it really is exponential results. It's, it's not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals 11. Uh, and most importantly, uh, the people leave feeling better about not only themselves, but about the world and, and the people they get to work with. So has the Blue Angels always had that as a mantra? How long has that been? It, it's a cultural thing. It's something that, from what I understand, is a long-term cultural perspective there. Yeah. Uh, when I joined the team, I, I, you know, you never get to sit in on a debrief uh, when you're uh, an applicant. It's only when you're a blue right. angel, right? Because they're right. very, it's a sacred space. And I remember the first time I sat in on a debrief, I had just gotten selected and I was blown away. Uh, number yeah. one, just with how humble everyone was. Number two, how they were constantly looking to improve what I thought was excellent. They picked apart and said, you know, we can be a lot better, but they always ended with this, just the, the words glad to be here. And that's, that's stuck to my heart. Uh, but what I've really done is, is I've realized that I've taken it a whole new to new way of it's much more than just being grateful. All right. It's actually a culture of excellence. It's actually a culture of caring. And, and this culture is what is the most important because when you have that and you know, you can create these in little small teams first, right? It doesn't right. have to come top right. down. It's beautiful. And I've never seen anybody not only embrace it, but actually take it home. And, and people, you know, they'll text me and they'll say, Hey, I, I used it at, at the table with my kids. You know, when we, when we talk about what are we grateful for today and, and, yes. uh, and what are yeah. we grateful for when we wake up uh, and this glad to be here is the secret sauce. That's it. And it, it sounds, I mean, obviously to me, it would also really help to increase performance, right? Personal, my personal performance and my organization's performance, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the starting point. And actually yeah. most people think that, well, after I increase performance, then I'll be happy. It's actually just the, the other way around. You know, yeah. uh, once you create that gratefulness and gratitude in your own heart, you watch not only your own individual performance go up uh, because it's natural, the energy right. created. Right. Uh, and, but the team environment goes up, the organization environment goes up. And that to me is the, um, the benefit of having a process and a mindset that's called glad to be here. Cool. Awesome. Now you created a foundation 
for oh, yeah. the Glad to Be Here Foundation. So what kind of work has has that foundation been doing? Well, you know, Karen, in the last uh, decade alone, we've been able to sponsor over, I think, 347 different charities around the world. We've donated over $2 million. Uh, We sponsor, my wife and I sponsor uh, 47 kids, and I know you do too, in countries all around the world. In fact, my vision and dream is to sponsor a child in every country of the world because I I want us to come together, you know. Uh, But it started really uh, one day. I always wanted to give back, and I I said, well, I'll wait till I make a lot of money. Money and, and then I'll be able to give back. And that wasn't happening that fast, Karen, you know? And so I, I finally said, hey, what the heck? Just start tomorrow. And uh, what we do now, and we've been doing this last decade, is every time we get hired, it's all future revenues. I give 10% to charity. And uh, and the clients, uh, they usually don't know this when they select us, but they're, there's 10% is going to go to charity. Uh, and then I realized that Probably, you know, there's so many good works out there. Everybody is is really caring that we give now. We let the client pick where half of that goes. Oh, cool. So that's where cool. we've done 347 charities because probably 300 of those have been clients, charities. Wow. And they wow. impact. And when you see so many people out there just really caring and a lot of local yeah. stuff, I mean, because, you know, it's wherever the client is, we'll yeah. we'll them. And yep, uh, it's yep. changed my life. Uh, I, I, you know, our business took off like crazy. I don't know if that's because, <laughs> uh, because the business got better or because we were giving more. Uh, I think oh. it's a little of both. I think it's a little of both, but uh, I think I'm a big believer in you give and you shall receive. I'm a big believer in that uh, that mantra. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Top Gun World, Blue Angels World, it's historically very masculine. And yeah. I mentioned earlier, though, that I really kind of identify with the Top Gun World from way back when to that movie. Goodness, what is it, 25, 30 years ago that they made that movie? Whatever 96. it is, long. Yeah, long time ago. So, you know, I had somebody ask me uh, yeah. just last week, um, you know, how do your ideas appeal to a more gender diverse audience, males, females? What are your thoughts about that? Well, first off, thanks for bringing it up. Uh, it's it's always a challenge at first, uh, but what what happens is at the end, uh, glad to be here is universal. Okay, excellence right. is universal. It's uh, it doesn't come from uh, any you know, male, female, or it's not male or mass. It's not masculine Uh, or feminine. And what people find is that actually uh, I'm very proud of the military and the blue angels and what they've accomplished since, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, when I was there Um, much more diverse. I mean, if you look at it, it's amazing what the country is going through and, and how powerful that is. You know, I actually get more uh, people standing in line to talk and say, thankful there are more women than there are men. This message actually resonates more with uh, the women in the audience because they realize that it's it's this caring piece. It's this right. idea of having both excellence with a deep compassion and a deep caring. And actually coming from a male, they're surprised a little bit, uh, but they feel it. It's not rhetoric. Right. right. And right. Um, and I think that that's uh, that's what we care about. Right. It, it right. doesn't it's about bringing the whole world together. That's why I met sponsoring a child in every country. It's, it's about better together. This is about leadership. This is about teamwork. And we are better. The more diverse, the more we embrace other people's ideas, the more we learn to listen and, uh, and, 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 and care about each other, then all your processes and your procedures work so much better. I'm with you 100% there. So, you know, this has been amazing. Thank you. I'm so grateful for the time that you've spent here. One last thing. Yeah. You know, if you could 
speak to directly to one or two people today. What do you think, you know, January 4th, 2021 has just passed. So what do you think is the best next step for us as leaders or individual employees um, or just, you know, somebody doing whatever at home? What's our next best step for this new year? Well, first, it's just embrace the change that we're seeing in the world. And uh, what I mean by that is I truly know that it's an optimistic time frame out there to be aware that, yes, we still have challenges and we're going to take care of those. But I think back to my dad always said, embrace challenges because challenges build endurance and then endurance builds character. And with strong character, you're ready for anything. And I think that's true as an individual, as a team, and as an organization. We're building the character and the culture that is making a difference. I'm super excited for 2021. I'm so grateful for all the opportunities we get. And uh, let's continue to help others and help the world. I am with you there. Glad to be here. I hope you enjoyed your time with John. His glad-to-be-here mindset has already helped me to reach new heights. Remember, embrace challenges and change. Growth is uncomfortable because you've never been there before. Keep growing.